0: Good evening and salutations, Bills Mafia. Welcome to the Friday Night Forecast. I'm your host, Travis Blakesley, And today, we got the weathermen, the crew, Herm the Buffalonian. How you doing, sir?
1: I'm in the house. I'm in the house.
0: You are in the house. And we got, for a special guest appearance, Mr. Vlad Jr. for MVP. How you doing, Evan?
2: I'm doing fantastic.
0: Clearly, clearly.
2: Yeah, Vlad All right, for the, the uninitiated... Run, so. all good i like that
0: for the uninitiated the forecast is a preview podcast where we bring you our predictions takes and forecasts but not only that we want to hear your predictions and forecasts so if you have any takes uh anything regarding the game just drop in the comments below and you'll get a chance to get your thoughts your takes read on air so let's start with last week quite disappointed. Um, I don't think it really went the way any of us thought it would. Um, it was rough on the offensive line. It was rough, uh, watching Allen kind of run for his life a little bit. Evan, what do you think factored in most regarding the outcome of, uh, last Sunday's game?
2: Oh, I mean, you already touched on it. Like the offensive line was the big thing. Um, something I mentioned earlier in the week was uh, as well as I thought the defense played uh, their inability to get a turnover was something that uh, really cost them, even though they had a couple chances to. Um, Cause when you think back the last couple of years, there was always that one turnover that was like a big turning point uh, for the team. You know, obviously last year you had the uh, Taron Johnson pick six. And then the year before that you had, you know, they, were, they picked off uh, Devlin Hodges four times, but You had the the Trey one in particular that was a big turning point. So, uh, like, honestly, the defense played very good. It's just that it was just that turnover that they couldn't get. And Doug says not a lot of pressure. Um, No, but... Ben was getting the ball out really quick, so I don't really know what else you can really do about that.
0: Yeah, we, we all touched on that. Yeah. We weren't – you know, I didn't necessarily want – didn't think we were going to see those numbers. But I like the point you brought up about the turnover because, you know, if if uh, Trey White didn't get that illegal contact or the holding um, penalty before he picked off, that might have been the play. I mean, that that could have swung it for us, and yeah. unfortunately it didn't or the Uh, deflected
2: ball that went through Edmund's hands again. I don't know. When is he going to learn how to catch those? Seriously.
0: Yeah, again, you're right. Uh, Herm, what do you think? Are there anything that stuck out to you outside of what Evan uh,
2: mentioned?
1: No, I think both of you hit it on the head, the offensive line. um, Stunk. Sucked. Whichever word, whichever one. (laughs) Josh was under consistent pressure, but, Really, no different than it was last December. Pittsburgh does have a uh, with TJ, TJ, and Hayward. They have a very effective and the, the Ingram, a very, very effective pass rush. But I think I saw Micah Hyde say this week that you're right. They did. We we had no turnovers, and that was a big one with Trey White because it was questionable to me, but I'm biased. And. That would have that drive would have uh been stalled and we moved forward but the defense didn't get them off the field you remember they made uh claypool they made some catches when we we all we had to do was stop them get them off the field and give ourselves another shot at uh, at scoring which in the second half was a uh, was definitely it was a struggle for us but offensively i i, I was disappointed i think you started the whole cast with I think us and Bills Nation were very disappointed, obviously, with the outcome. But the defense, Evan, Evan, uh, I think you hit it on the head. Defense played overall, I think, uh, pretty well. We we held uh, the running game in check, but Ben made some throws that we weren't able to get them off the field, and, and we lost the game. So we move on until next week, and we have Miami.
0: That's right. And before we get on to Miami, just a couple numbers I wanted to bring up. The offensive line pressures goes as followed. Feliciano gave up eight pressures. Dawkins gave up five. Williams gave up five. Mitch Morse gave up three. Ford gave up two. Bakker gave up one in his limited action. And the penalties, again, Feliciano won. Dawkins, three. Williams and Morse all had one. So when they weren't getting beat, they were holding, and it, you know a lot of bills mafia will always blame the refs but these were legitimate holds and say what you will about um the reverse where you know maybe or maybe not we weren't getting the holding calls but i mean Dawkins and Feliciano were tackling defensive linemen yeah, out there right. and that um, is a, a
2: thing i that i think is always worth bringing up whenever people yeah are, are saying like oh something about the refs it's like did you ever think maybe there's just a possibility that one team was just objectively holding more than the other? Like, <laughs> yeah, I think that I was the was case clear. in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up
0: was um, that day ball. And as Jared Reed uh, brought up, day ball was under a lot of scrutiny. Now I'm not one of these guys who constantly berate day ball. I think, I think he's good, but that being said, there are times where he goes to the well way too much, and it's one thing when the play actually worked to begin with, but as I brought up in the um, post-game show, these jet sweep motions, fake, uh, um, you know, when the back kind of flanks out in the flat, and Josh just keeps it. I don't know if it's an RPO, I don't know if it's a design run, but it clearly wasn't working. We got the message that the Steelers were looking for it with uh, their comments regarding Josh running prior to the game, and we just kept on doing it and getting minimal gains. So when we go to the well too much, when we have that um, that fourth and one, a la Bledsoe two thousand five play, like I, I honestly did he just do was he watching old film and he just saw Bledsoe McGee he run it? Um, the defense was set up a little bit different, and clearly they did not bite. So you know warranted uh warranted uh hate for for dayball in those calls in my my uh my opinion I just don't think that uh, I'm not gonna berate him for the style that he you know passing a lot but you know those calls definitely scratch some head or scratched I had to scratch my head after watching mm-hmm. that. But let's get into uh the matchup with Miami. Reexamining last year's game uh games Obviously. Obviously, the biggest thing is Allen owns the Dolphins. He's 5-1 and one as a starter. He's got a 64 career completion percentage for 1,500 yards, around 260 a game, 17 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. I read a stat that I think like 20 or 25% of his uh, total touchdowns come against the Dolphins. Uh, and he has a quarterback rating of 114. Both games um, – the bill scored a lot of points. I think the first one was a lot closer than uh, we all expected. And then the second one, Miami didn't really get off the bus. Herm, is there anything that you can take from the, uh, either one of the last two games that, you know, you can kind of bring forward um,
1: going into well, this week's matchup? Well, looking back, you remember Fitz quarterback Fitzpatrick, one of our ex guys, one of, one of uh, his nine teams. I think he's been on now or whatever it is, but, he quarterbacked that first game, if you remember the majority. And the second game, Tua was in there, which was the, I think, week 17, the 56-point blowout, and we sat our guys. But Miami, taking a look at at uh, Miami blitzes and taking a look at what, what last week Miami blitzed uh, 48% of the time against the Patriots, we used uh, spread offense 44% of our offensive plays against the Steelers, and they only blitzed one time. They had a four-man pass rush. But as you said, Josh has a 60% completion rate against the, the blitz with Miami over the, uh, his last two, last two seasons of playing them, and he's thrown for eight touchdowns, no interceptions over the last two seasons, as I did a little bit of homework for this. So – if we can get him to perform up to that expectation, because Miami is a blitzing team, they don't have that front four that can put that rush on the, the ferocious pass rush that Pittsburgh put on us. And they did it last December. Last Sunday was no exception, and we didn't answer the bell. But uh, I think it fits right into Josh's narrative. He, if if uh, he has his feet on the ground and his head on correct Sunday, He's very, very good against the Blitz. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, you bring up good points, great stats. Um, I think it's clear and obvious when the Dolphins, you know, even if they don't blitz, if they're gonna go man up like they did the last two games, you know, that's ballsy and it clearly didn't work out for them. I mean, Stefan Diggs went uh eight for 153 and seven for seventy-six over the last two games, mind you having the second game only being two quarters, John Brown. These were his most significant, uh, games last year, four for 82 and a touchdown and four for 72 and a touchdown in two quarters. This is against man coverage. Um, I know Xavier Howard, I believe was injured in the first game, but you know, I think if, if they go, if they go man up they're they're asking for trouble. Uh, Evan, you have anything to add regarding previous matchups against the dolphins?
2: Um, Well, I want to see uh, what the Dolphins sort of retooled uh, offensive line will do to that uh, pass rush for um, the Bills and whether this would be a proper coming out game because Tua is not the quarterback that gets rid of the ball as fast as Ben does. And even though, you know, I did say that I I did use the term, you know, retooled um, with Miami's offensive line, but it's still probably like a bottom five unit, I'd say, in the league, probably. Um, there's no like spot on that line where you could say like, Hey, that's a solid player right there. Like that's going to be a player that's going to be there for the next, at least five years. Um, I don't think that they, ha- they have a player like that. Um, and then, yeah, like, I don't, I think very easily, um, the bills could, uh, just do sort of the Steeler strategy of just blitzing four and dropping guys back into coverage and daring to it to uh, challenge them deep. Um, and that might work out, but that's probably not what McDermott is going to do. I wouldn't think knowing his record, but.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting. And, and moving on to Miami specifically last week, it was a, it was a weird game. Um, it seemed like, it seemed like new England had a lot of the momentum. It seemed like new England played better. Um, they had more yards. They had a better conversion percentage. They had more first down. They had more, they held onto the ball more than Miami. The problem was, is they couldn't score in the red zone and they turned the ball over in key situations. Um, I mean, Miami was only four for 11 on third down. And like you said, Tua struggles when he's under pressure not necessarily the blitz, but when, when he is forced to make a decision, I feel like that's when he makes his mistake because sometimes it makes him go on to that second read and that's where his weakness is uh, up until now. He's that that one read kind of quarterback. Um, so, I mean, that one that he threw up for the interception, it was clear. His first guy wasn't there and he just threw the ball up. So if we can get some of those, that'd be great. Uh, did either of you guys watch uh, the game between Miami and New England? And if so, do you have any comments
2: on it? I'll leave. You, I'll let you lead us off, Evan. Um, yeah, I watched. Uh, I watched most of it. I went back and watched most of it. Uh, one of the things I'm looking forward to um, when it comes to this game when after seeing some of the footage from the first game is what Jalen Waddle can do against the bills defense. Cause like I said, if the bills decide to go with the idea of, you know, dropping guys back into coverage, I'd like to see, you know, if they try to use Jalen Waddle and like have him run a lot of like crosser or drag routes, um, maybe have him on screens as well. Those are quick passes for Tua to do. Um, cause I don't obviously, well, we're probably going to touch that on this in a bit, obviously. Um, Will Fuller is not going to play, and at this point, according to Brian Flores, yeah, we'll it's just sort of like a day-to-day <laughs> thing. Um, I don't want to speculate. That sounds like a mental health thing to me. Hopefully, he's uh, hopefully he gets better. But when it comes to evaluating this game on Sunday, he is a big weapon that uh, the Dolphins will not have. So I'm, I'm I want to yeah, watch for model. Yeah
0: uh herm is is there anything that you picked up uh in their week one matchup against new england
1: well i went back and watched some of the game but as you said the patriots you had the turnover in the red zone which was uh and howard and miami now is went on a 23 game streak in terms of uh, at least one turnover so We had four fumbles last week. We lost one, but that's something that we need to tighten up because they are a ball hawking team. They're pretty quick moving around. Uh, In terms of Wado, what Evan was just talking about and some of the things I've been reading is the fact that they're looking to put him in the slot. And we're talking about how effective uh, Teron Johnson will be. If that's the matchup, which he may see most of the time if he's in the slot, but Tua does hold on to the ball. Ben got – I read a thing uh, that Ben was getting, it on average, two seconds. He was getting rid of the ball, so we didn't have many opportunities, even though we touched him. We touched him a few times and didn't take him down or he got rid of it. But Tua, uh, Tua is uh, – he holds the ball, and if you put some pressure on him, I agree. I think we – this may be the game that we can t- get some turnovers on him, and hopefully – turn them into uh, some scoring opportunities.
0: Yeah. You know, and this is a good chance to segue into the injuries as Evan already touched on. We'll start with the dolphins. Uh, their nose tackle Rayquan Davis will be out for the game. So that should be big specifically for the, the interior offensive line who struggled last week. Um, and then like Evan mentioned, uh, Will Fuller is MIA. He, he was due back off his suspension Um, Flores declined to really go into any detail so that's you know that could be uh, alarming but we like we'll say like uh, Evan said we'll have to see day to day as far as the bills go um, they're pretty healthy I believe they just have three guys questionable um, and that would be Star Latulale obviously missed last week with that calf injury um, we have Gabe Davis who seemed to limp off of the field on one of those fourth down attempts. Uh, he's got an ankle and the new guy on the report would be F.A. Obata, who's questionable. Um, the good news with Obata, like we, we spoke last week, it seems he is pretty interchangeable with Boogie Basham. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Boogie instead of Obata, if he couldn't go. Um, not really anything in my opinion, that, that would impact the game much, but Herm, do you, is there anything you, that you got anything as far as uh, injuries? Do you think it'll play an impact or you think it'll just be kind of standard?
1: No. Well, I saw that Will Fuller, as they've explained it, personal issues for Miami, which is a factor Raquan Davis is a big one right there in the middle of the defensive line and he's on IR. So he's going to be out for a few games for Miami with not on the injury side but moss being inactive and Breda last week was what four yards and four carries uh i thought oh, yeah. there were some times last year before moss got hurt that he was pretty effective or interchanging with singletary so i'm going to see what happens with that one in terms of the uh being inactive again uh, a healthy scratch so i don't know what the reasoning is internally with with the thinking there but uh, other than that, star as you said, with the calf is questionable and um, Davis, but I think you covered it pretty well. But we got to put there. Evan, you
0: got anything to add to that?
2: Uh, nothing in particular. Um, just that's a good point that was brought up about Obada and Basham sort of being interchangeable at this point. It'd be nice to get Basham in there for just a few snaps at least. I know they kept uh, Epinesa inactive, uh, his rookie year for the first couple games, but nothing wrong with throwing Basham in there and just letting him learn a little bit that way, especially against. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, it would definitely be, it would be good because this is a team that they're going to see again. So as you play guys within your own uh, division, you kind of learn how they play the position. Um, So I agree. I I, I would look, look forward to seeing that Uh, getting into the actual matchup itself. It's early, so a lot of these stats don't really mean much. But the Bills uh, average 16 points a game. The Dolphins 17. The Bills have quite a few more passing yards at 254 to 185. Again, with the rushing, too, 117 to 74, which may be surprising because we didn't run the ball all that often. Um, However, obviously, the Dolphins gave up a little bit less at 16. Uh, We gave up 23. Um, the uh, a stat that I wanted to bring up, um, kind of touching on everything that we spoke about with Tua. Tua's average depth of target last year was eight yards. This is a guy to me who, who throws a slant, who throws a quick out, who throws a drag route, and that's all he's been really successful doing. Now, this year he has 10, um, but that being said. He was one for five, under pressure, and one of those incompletions was an interception. Is there anything that sticks out to you guys, number wise, between um, you know the Dolphins going into Week Two? Evan, I'll start off with you.
2: It's frankly, it's one week. You know, you can't really put too much stock yeah. into the numbers in the first game, especially since you know every team plays every team differently. Um, everything in regards to. Tua, the way he targets certain receivers, uh, the way uh, he goes through his reads. It's already all been touched on, really. There's nothing much new to talk about. It should just be interesting to see how um, he adjusts from the awful game he played uh, in week 17 of last year against uh, the Bills.
0: Agreed. Herm, you got anything to add to that?
1: No, just that we, our offense, uh, obviously has to play better, and what uh, and puts them and get off to a better start. We had the 75-yard kickoff return, and basically, what did we go three and out and a field goal to start the game? When we had that was an opportunity right there to to uh, uh, we all want touchdowns, obviously, but that was the beginning of what turned out to be a struggle. And okay, their defense was very tough and very outstanding. But as you said, they gave up uh, – Miami's defense gave up to Matt Jones, a rookie, uh, by four, over 400 yards total offense to the Patriots. I think our offense is better than the Patriots. We're biased, I think, all three of us. But this uh, – hopefully that first game was an aberration. We can't afford to – that was a conference game and now we got a divisional game and Miami beat a divisional opponent last week. So I don't want to go down two games to the dolphins the second week of the season. So that's my comment on on that situation.
0: Yeah. You bring up a good point. It, you'd be digging yourself a big hole. I mean, everyone's kind of pumping the brakes after week one, all things considered, it's one game. But if you go down two in your conference and one in the division, um, that's a big hole. And I, that, that, I wouldn't be listening to too many radio shows uh, after that, especially <laughs> if we go down to Miami yeah. and come back with a loss. Right. Right. Uh, let's get into some matchups. Now, There, there's, there's a bunch that I have listed. Um, so I will start, and then you guys can kind of pick as we go. Obviously, last last year, we saw a lot of Gesicki, specifically on Wallace. That that seemed to be a matchup that helped them move the ball, specifically in the first game. Ryan Fitzpatrick is that guy that loves hitting those seam routes, so Mm -hmm. it's a little different dynamic when you have Tua behind um, center. So that's what stuck out to me last year's matchup. I'm going to go with... Miami's offensive line versus Buffalo's defensive line. Now, I don't think Miami's offensive line is anything great, but the one thing that they have is size. This is the heaviest offensive line in the league, if I believe, going against a notorious light defensive line. Now, as we know, we've had heavy off- offensive lines with the Langston Walkers and you know what have you. We've, we've had some big big groups. Um, it doesn't mean you're good. You're good at what you do. Um, but I'm curious to see if the bills will be able to generate the pass rush um, necessary to one either get uh, one to get Tua off his spot and two to make to force an error. Um, I think we were adequate last week. I think we had decent pressure, but like we've all mentioned, the the time to throw was just low, and we knew that going into the game, so. With another with with another guy who likes to get the ball out fast and one who's much shorter, I still think that plan of getting your arms up uh, could be uh, key into stopping this uh, Miami offense. Uh, I'll let Herm, you start us off. What what are some of the matchups you think uh, are going to play a role in next week's game?
1: I like. I'm looking forward to Howard and Diggs, as we saw in the Pittsburgh game. Stefan had, I think, seven catches, but for not a lot of yards. Not not a lot of yards for, for if it was for a nice amount of yards. Yeah, exactly. 69, 69 yards, right? <laughs> but, but and Howard had what ten interceptions last year, and um, also had the he had that fumble. He he had the he created the fumble last week against New England, which saved the game. I think when New England fumbled while they were in the red zone what hopefully they were thinking they were going in for a score. So that one there I'm looking forward to because you have an all-pro cornerback against what I feel maybe the best receiver in the game. And if Josh is on his game, I think that's a battle that we could win and and we have to be hungry. I'm looking forward to that one.
0: Great points. Evan, what matchups are you looking forward to most?
2: Probably the big one for me would be Gasecki versus whoever they decide. Um, I don't, I have a feeling they're not going to use Wallace this time, especially since um, the dolphins have more than just really one good receiving threat now. Cause you got uh, Parker and uh, obviously Angusecki and and then um, uh, Waddle there as well. So I'm feeling they're probably going to put Wallace on uh, Waddle. I would think. Um but uh, it, it really it depends on whether they're gonna put uh, Teron Johnson on Gaseki or Edmonds, Milano, uh, Poyer or Hyde. Uh, just I'm just looking for just one of those guys to, to neutralize Gaseki because if you new- get one of those guys to neutralize them early in the game, maybe you just sort of stick with that and that's your game plan for the rest of the way.
0: Yeah, but then again you also got to remember too is this is a defense that is predominantly zone, so the matchups may change. Um it's it, it's going to be a tough one to kind of and when you run a zone defense, it's it's easy to place blame, but you don't necessarily know where everyone is supposed to be coverage-wise. Um some some might be a mental error, some might be, you know, physically getting beat, so uh moving on to an actual player that we're looking for, looking out for. Herm Give me, a, give me a Bills player who you're keying in on. Not necessarily matchup-wise, but some guy you might look for a bounce-back game, some guy that matches up uh, good against the Dolphins.
1: I had that already decided. Josh. <laughs> He's, uh, after the performance of last week, uh, as I said, I was disappointed, but along with Bills Nation some people in the media was and not only with Josh but some of the other players in the league that they didn't play enough in the preseason just to get some work under their belt against real competition be it first teams or second team but just playing against an opposition live games Pittsburgh's defense obviously had a big factor there but he he just looked a, he he looked a little shaky a little unnerved at times, uh, even on some of the running. But one thing I didn't like, and you mentioned it earlier in the play calling, is you're exposing him to some unnecessary hits with those deliberate runs. As you said, you weren't sure if they were RPOs or if they were by design. Sometimes they look like they were by design, and the teams were waiting and they they were ready for him his he's most effective is he's in the pocket and he can get out and get on the move where he has an opportunity to either run or throw. And he did that. He did have a couple of good runs in the game that were effective for first downs, but he has to have, as you use the term, a bounce back game. And this is against a team that he's been hugely successful. As I think you said earlier, about 25% of his touchdowns in his career have come against Miami. So I'd like to up that percentage a lot more here on this Sunday. So
0: I'm going with Josh Allen. Hey, can't argue with, with you there. For sure, if we're looking for a victory, we need Josh Allen to uh, step the game up just a tad. Evan, how about you? What are you looking forward to on the Bills? Player to watch.
2: Um, I'm going to say with Levi Wallace. Um, I'm curious as to who they match him up with this time um, or who they predominantly get him to cover because uh, we all know he struggled against um, against them, uh, especially in week one last year. So, I don't, I honestly don't have a feeling that Wallace could very well um, be covering uh, Parker actually more than Waddle because Waddle uh, is a lot faster than Wallace um, and uh, White can keep up with him a lot better. Um, I don't think this was going to happen, but it wouldn't completely shock me. Um, so, I'm just curious to see uh, whether Wallace can. Um, uh, contain Waddle so that he can waddle away to the very next day. Bum, 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 <laughs> bum, 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 I like
0: it. I like it. <laughs>
2: that was good. i I had, to, I had to, to do it at some point. I had to do it at some
1: point. <laughs> that was good.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong, but Waddle's lining up in the slot a lot, right?
1: That's what they were talking about. Yeah. I mean, watching some of that I mean, game last week, and that's where he's yeah. most effective. Yeah. So. That's going to be interesting.
0: I agree. Effective for sure, and and that's a big uh, that's a big task for Taron Johnson, who I thought had a very solid game, more specifically in the run. Um, but a lot of those pass plays, especially that third down that got uh, the final field goal for the Steelers, he was right there in his hip pocket. You got to give the credit to Ben. He put the ball where it needed to be,
1: and he made a great uh, catch on guys- it too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, th- yeah, I mean, those guys, they made some contested catches. You, yeah. After going back, there were three or four where, yeah. you know, even that one that Levi, had the PI, he was getting his head around very quickly at the very last second, and his hand was where it needed to be. But right.
2: yeah. anyway, there moving on 50, for me. 50 catches last week, and the Bills just happened to be on the wrong side of the 50 for, unfortunately, yeah. a lot more than 50% of them, it seemed. You're right.
0: Yeah. They were in good position, uh, and I'll I'll take it because you're going to get those bounces one way or another throughout the season. For me, my player to watch is Mr. John Feliciano, the uh, the the, hu- the human turnstile. <laughs> he, I, I I like the guy. Um, I like what he brings at the table. I think he has that flexibility to be. Any interior lineman that you need him to be. He knows what the guy next to him is supposed to be doing. Uh, I guess I kind of like the initiative that he took to lose weight, but we will see if that actually is a detriment. He got thrown around like a rag doll, just like he did against Kansas City. I need to see if Feliciano is a starting caliber interior offensive lineman. We have... Not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but we have a big decision to make with Mitch Morris at the end of this year. This is our out. This is the year where we can cut bait and not lose uh, or not go, not accrue dead cap. And in my vision, if that were to be the case, Feliciano would slide over to center. After last week, I'm putting that, that plan on hold because I'm not quite sure if he has what it takes to be a starting offensive lineman. He, he may be a swing guy. He may be your plug and play backup, but I really need to see him bounce back, especially when we're going against a significantly worse defensive line. They're not bad by any stretch of the imagination, but they're not Pittsburgh. Right. They're not. There's no Cam Hayward on that defensive line. There's no T.J. Watt. You know, right. roaming. You know, the amoeba in the middle linebacker role. That's not happening in this game. So it's going to be a true test for him it, we're going to find out a lot i really hope that most of this comes to lack of playing with each other in the offseason uh specifically the preseason but he's a guy that i i'm really um going to keep my eye on and i believe we're, we're going to find out one way or another if we're going to be drafting high uh, guard or center high in the draft next year C- moving on I, the keys to
1: victory. Wait, can I add one thing on the Feliciano? Let's go. You obviously, you Travis, know, Can I add one thing? This on is the a Feliciano? division game.
0: We we need the victory for multiple reasons. <laughs> if there was a uh, Buffalo or an offensive key, Evan, what would you go with?
2: Sorry, I was just laughing at the fact that you just went like, "Ah, screw you, Herms, I'm going to talk over you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I was. Go ahead. I'm
2: sorry, I wasn't. I wasn't listening. I didn't much. know if you could hear. I didn't know if you could hear me.
1: Lucia, <laughs> uh, no, I was. I asked you if it was. I wanted to say one thing on the on your Feliciano as your pick of somebody you wanted to watch. I was going to add one thing. Can you hear me?
0: I can hear you, Herm.
1: Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. No, he was laughing. Is that I, in? Yeah, I, w- I wanted to add one thing about Feliciano. Go drama. for it. So, no, uh, this is for Evan and whoever's watching. Um, this past week, this was good. Last week, I had a, a new roof put on my house. So, I had a dumpster sitting in my driveway. And our host, Travis, came by while I'm standing with the roofer in my driveway. And Travis pulls over it rolls down his window and asks, is Feliciano (laughs) in the dumpster? And the roofer had no idea what he was talking about. Then I told him he played like trash. (laughs) You remember that? I would have just said Feliciano is the dumpster. (laughs) No. Travis pulls over and goes, Herm, is Feliciano in there? And the roofer goes, what's he talking about? (laughs) And I said that we, we felt he played like trash, so we were gonna look for him in this big dumpster I had sitting in the middle of the driveway. So I was adding that onto your your timely comment that he was the person that you want to watch and hopefully upgrade, Travis. So sorry for the interruption.
0: No, no, no. It's all good. I couldn't
1: I couldn't resist.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: all right. entire time the camera was on me, I noticed like
0: no my <laughs> mistake. Mm-hmm. Well, you're up now, Evan. Uh, what What is your uh, Bills' key, or offense uh, key to victory?
2: Um, offense one, uh, prob- probably um, the play of our secondary receiver options. Um, I would prob either that. No, actually, no. Um, probably our ability of our running backs to pick up blitzes, um, as Herm brought up before. Miami is going to blitz, obviously, a lot more than the Steelers are. As long as you blitz more than once, you're blitzing more than the Steelers are. So um, McDermott said that Moss had a good practice this week. I'm hoping he's active and he can be back there pass blocking uh, on those relevant downs. Um, and just general overall pass blocking. Um, even even just to let Josh just to step up in the pocket, make those throws. Um and yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> just better key, pass blocking. You, uh, it's that's all. That's all there is. Like,
0: yeah, it would definitely make the difference. Herm, what do you got for your offensive key to victory?
1: Well, the pass blocking, and we dropped some balls. I mean, there were some there were some errant throws by Josh, but I remember I can remember three balls that were catchable, which. Could have extended drives or or picked up first downs, and they put us in third and three situations, or even in fourth and ones. But the bottom line is, you got to make plays. If when Josh does put the ball on, you have to catch the ball. We are professional receivers, so I just want our yeah, offense I mean, overall to to perform better.
0: Yeah, it, it kind of it seems like we we had a little lag on each phase of the game, whether it was the blocking, the passing or receiving. And it unfortunately spread out through, you know, it wasn't like it all hit on one play. So, you know, one time the ball was overthrown the other one was dropped the next play. We weren't able to cover up all the defensive linemen. So it it was, it was tough to watch, but going on for, for my offensive key, it's going to really be sustaining drives. We're going down to Miami. It's going to be hot. This is going to be the hottest game of the year. Clearly kind of ticks me off when we play them so early uh, in Miami, but I really think if we can sustain drives, regardless of the of scoring, we just can't go three and out. We can't turn the ball over early in series because what will end up happening is it'll get our defense gassed. And the last thing we need is, is for our defense to struggle in the heat. Um, so, long sustained drives, take what the defense gives you. I think, I think we started to do that a little bit more as the game went on. Unfortunately, we really couldn't do much when we got on the other side of the 50. So for me, that's a, the offensive key, uh, to victory. Now moving on to the defensive key to victory, Evan, you want to lead us off?
2: Um, I'd probably say, uh, the ability of the edges to pressure, um, uh, to, a uh, uh Cynthia earlier in the chat brought up that uh, hopefully Rousseau meets Tua face-to-face a few times. I hope he doesn't, because I want him to come around the left side, him in the back, and cause strip sacks. Um, But in all... Good point. I know know what she meant in all seriousness. Um, Yeah, it would be nice to get some of those edges to be able to convert some of their pressure to sacks as opposed to just solely pressures, even if they don't. Um, Tua is not a great quarterback when he's under any sort of duress. Um, so I think that if they can even just get some pressure, that should
1: be enough.
0: Yeah, great point. Herm, what do you got?
1: Defensively, as you said earlier, that Tua likes to throw a lot of crossing routes, short ball, slant. I want Edmonds to hold on when the ball, as you said earlier, you drop that ball i said the same thing i've been watching the game when he just dial dove out there and the ball went right through his hands it's not you're not you're not going to get a ball any softer dropping into your hands so i think he's going to get some opportunities our linebackers milano played well our linebackers because they they do use a lot of crossing routes and underneath and because tua doesn't really like to take shots into the seams as you said as fitzpatrick Fitzpatrick was much more of a gambler. I think has a bigger arm than Tua, did, even at this stage of his career. So, our linebackers and 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 the nickel back on those crossing routes. I think we have an opportunity to pick off some balls, possibly, and uh, and get some turnovers. Give our give our offense an opportunity to have some short fields, as uh, Pittsburgh had some short fields on us, and they took advantage of them last week.
0: Great point. For me, it's going to be forcing Tua off his first read. I think that's where everything breaks down. The pressure helps, obviously, but if you can if you can play coverage well enough for three, four seconds and make Tua read the defense and go through his progressions, I think that's where he struggles. I think that's when he starts to feel the pressure, whether it's there or not. And I also believe that's where he makes most of his mistakes. So if you get this guy off his first read, you keep him, you keep him uncomfortable, you're going to have opportunities to make plays. Like Evan said, we need to get those turnovers, and that's the way I believe the easiest way, obviously pressure versus anybody is going to work, but against Tua specifically, getting him off his first read and getting him thinking more rather than just playing ball. I mean, last year... I believe we rattled him a little bit. And even when he was going with his first free, that's how uh, Norman got his first interception. Uh, the ball was off the mark and it was just easy, uh, right. you know, high stepping into the end zone from there. So it's, I think if you get him uh, off the, if I, if I
2: can interrupt, um, sorry. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the uh, interception that he threw to, uh, norman last year wasn't actually really a bad throw from tua it was uh the one where parker like literally just slipped and fell and he was expecting him on a slant route gotcha so that was yeah sort of sort of kill your, either kill, way <laughs> kill, but you know <laughs> no it's all... he, he didn't so play very get well in that, that yeah so no.
0: yeah so it was, it was a mulligan all right we'll get we yeah. got it
2: um, closing
0: closing thoughts uh, before we go ahead and predict the game. Um, I'll just give mine. I think you really couldn't ask for a better setup for the bills to bounce back. It's a team, obviously every year is a new year, but the coaching staff is the same. is the same. Um, The style of defense is the same. And ever since Josh came into the league, he's played well against Miami. So until we prove otherwise, uh, you know, I'm going to have to go with Buffalo. So rolling into our predictions, I'm going to say 27 to 20. I think it's going to be a little closer. Not feeling as confident after last week, but I still think the Bills will be able to, be able to cover. Uh, so I'm going to go 27 to 20. Herm, what
1: you got? I think I'm going to go with – Sticking with my same score I had last week, 31-21. I think we're ready to put some points on the board, especially after that anemic performance we had last week. Against a tougher defense, but at the same time, I felt we could I feel I feel we can score on anybody if we're playing on top of our game. And I think the Bills are ready now to go down there, take this victory, and pick up a pick up a, a victory in the east, which we need, and also. We can't afford, as I said earlier in the conversation, to go down two games in the conference and to and give Miami. Miami will have beaten two AFC East teams, so we got to be a little bit hungrier than we were in Pittsburgh. There were times I felt we were we almost looked lackadaisical. We were, um, we went out there and expected to perform as advertised. And remember, we're uh, we're a potential Super Bowl contender, but now. We were, I think we were, we were brought back down to earth with that performance. And okay, let's go up. Let's go down to Miami and perform up to the level that all of us expected. So I have the bills at
0: 31-21. Evan, closing thoughts and predictions.
1: You took my score, from <laughs> – <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just, just to be different, I'll be, th- I'll say thirty to twenty. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Ten point game, yeah. <laughs>
2: But uh no. All right.
0: Uh, let's. Oh, sorry. No, no. no was just if you have anything to add to it, oh, speak um, now, forever hold your peace.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. I'm just. I. I have a feeling. Uh, it could be another one of those games where uh, Tua gets another maybe garbage time t- TD to make it 30 to 20 or something like that. More. Li- more likely, I'd say probably 30 to 13 would be the more technically accurate score, but um. I do think that Tua will play better, but by better I think he'll be better by terms of like your standard quarterback like metrics and such. He won't be throwing, you know, these awful interceptions this time around, but I don't think he'll be incredibly good by terms of moving the ball, so that's where I think Miami's offense will uh, will struggle in that regard as opposed to the turnovers.
0: All right, very good, gentlemen. Now we'll move into the five-day forecast, Uh, just like we did last week. Give me clear or cloudy. I want to know if we're uh, sunshine in 90 or is it a torrential downpour. For Monday, the same starting five offensive line marches out on the first series. Herm, what do you think?
1: Cloudy. Cloudy. Who do you think it'll be? For starting five, well, I would say, or they were talking about um, Cody Ford, a swap. Uh,
0: I don't know. What with Bocker?
1: Yeah, that's. They, I mean, because Mitch Morris is going to be there, and Williams is going to be there. Dawkins. And so, yeah, I'd say uh, the swap between Ford and Buck. What do you think, Evan? Um,
2: I'm probably going to say it will be the same just because they want continuity just for the sake of it.
0: This was a tough one because I don't know. I guess it's McDermott or Bobby Johnson Whoever, I mean, remember when Mitch Morris came back completely healthy and he just didn't start at center? Mm-hmm. They've done some odd things at offensive offensive line now. We don't know what's going on in practice, but this is a tough one because I want to say, Cloudy, I want to say that Feliciano sits. But you bring up a good point with the continuity. I mean, but the, what keeps going back and forth on, in my mind is all you ever hear is they want the best five on, on the field at the same time. So I guess ultimately, for vamping so long, I'm going to say clear only because I don't think Bakker really offers anything more than what the other two guards uh, bring to the table. Now, that being said, I do expect to see him in the game. Quentin Spain started that week two game, but he got pulled immediately, I believe. So that was after he got a a three-year
2: extension, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else got a three-year extension? uh,
0: Good call, good call. Um, But, yeah, I I think there would be a a quick pull, or even just a rotation, because we've seen that as well. All right, moving on to Tuesday. Zach Moss is going to be active. Evan, what say you?
2: Oh, it's clear as day, I think. Yeah. Like, you just... Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, was, not, I'm not even sure that he wasn't right active it. It last just, week. Yeah.
0: especially with a game plan. I mean, it was bizarre that they didn't want a better. Run. He's a stout run blocker. Um, he stonewalled TJ Watt last year. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say this is clear. Um, thank you, Mr. Brita, but you will be the break glass in case of emergency. Herm, what do you think?
1: I'm going to make it three. Clear. Felt that way.
0: I think that was, I think that was an easy one. All right, moving on to Wednesday. Levi Wallace gives up a touchdown in coverage. I'll lead off. Um, I'm going to say he does, but it's not because I'm on the Levi Wallace hate train. I just think that if he's he'll he'll end up getting matched up with Parker one way or another, and this is a guy who's going to be able to out physical um Levi Wallace so I believe they're going to score a touchdown and it's not necessarily going to be on the ground so I'm going to go out on the limb and uh give that one to all the Levi Wallace haters uh Evan what do you think
2: this one's a little complicated because my like objective answer is going to be clear but I feel like Wallace is going to give up a touchdown uh like on the stat sheet but it's more so because he was like happened to be the closest player. It's like you have to credit yeah. the touchdown to someone. So I feel like he could give up one of those touchdowns. So my answer has to be clear, but that's my reasoning. It's it's
1: a different one than yours.
0: No, it makes sense. How about you, Herm?
1: I'm going cloudy. I gotta I feel like Levi has to redeem himself and he knows that i mean the set of receivers to me their their receivers this that trio is a little tougher than pittsburgh's but at the same time i think uh, i don't i don't i don't think Tua can get the ball unless somebody breaks free but I, i'm going with cloudy all righty
0: listen i don't think i don't i don't think either takes are wild um it's pure analytics, and I don't think Levi Wallace. Uh, I don't think that he necessarily is the reason why he may give. up. I think Evan, you gave the best uh, analysis of it. Somebody's going to give up a touchdown, and he just might be the guy in the left, and the, the the back of the left end zone near the p- pylon. Uh, all right, moving on to Thursday, the Bills will force at least two turnovers. Now, Evan, you were the first person to start talking about the turnover game. And how important it would be for the Buffalo Bills to increase their total from last week, which wasn't was zero. Yeah, which was zero. <laughs> what, what do you which think? Wasn't you great. think the Bills yeah, yeah, none. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think?
2: I'm gonna go with exactly two. So, crap, what was that? What would that clear. be? Clear. Yeah, clear. Yeah. No,
0: it was it was at, le- at least two.
2: Yeah. Um. Because yeah, like like I mentioned before, I think most of the. Uh, stops that the Bills are going to make on defense are going to come down to just their ability to just stop them from moving the ball. But I feel like there might be like a couple of honestly unforced errors either by Tua or just lazy ball carrying.
0: Good point. Good point. Uh, Herm, what do you think?
1: Clear. I believe that we're going to get at least two turnovers. So it's time. I think the team, I think if if uh, if not a fumble interception or a couple of interceptions, I think we're ready to, to put our offense in in good positions, field positions. So I'm clear with that one.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna uh, join the join you two. I think I think especially coming out of the game, um, I don't know if it was Frazier or McDermott. I think it was Frazier who mentioned that the Bills need to get turnovers. They needed to uh, get their hands on the ball more often. And I think that's going to be a point of emphasis. That culminating with Tua, um, who may be a bit prone to turning the ball over when under duress. I think it's a perfect storm for the Bills to get at least two. Um, the defense played well, and they're hungry. So to me, that, that's a uh, easy call. And finally, for Friday, Allen's completion percentage is over 65%. Now, let me get the stat. So, he's 64 career-wise versus Miami. Now, that factors in a uh, two years of sub-60% uh, completion percentage total. Herm, do you think Josh Allen will complete 65% of his passes on Sunday?
1: Hmm. Uh I gotta go clear because I'm being optimistic here. I gotta go clear. Here we go. Gotta go
0: clear. Evan.
2: Uh I'm gonna go clear on that as well. I think even if his like average sort of like either depth of target or yards per completion drops, um I could see uh them maybe being a little more like reined back with um their approach in an attempt to either uh, get Allen's confidence back up again, or the fact that they might not want to attack uh, Howard and Jones and Roe in the same way as uh, as last year, maybe change it up a little bit. So I'm going to say clear on that one.
0: Yeah. Listen, my, my forecast is like a week in San Diego. I'm clear across the board, baby. Allen's going to complete over 65% of his passes. Um, I think the emphasis will be on reigning in his throws, not necessarily trying to bite off more than he can chew all the time. I feel like he was pressing to go deep a bit in uh, last Sunday's game, and I think he's going to just take what the defense gives him. And with an offense who throws the ball as much as the Bills, I think that's an easy recipe to get, get to that number, around the 68%, 69%. So, yeah, um, before we finish up this segment, I forgot, last week we did do six, so I took one out that we all got right, and it got us down to each two for five. So yeah. we're we're clear across the board there. Um, it's not going to work out the way this week because me and Evan, we, we both have the same predictions, and Herm had two cloudies thrown in there, so expect yeah. a little change up we'll see we'll see how it turns out (laughs) um let's get some uh takes from the fans uh i believe we have one here from mr jared reed singletary with 100 plus and two touchdowns
2: evan i'll let you start i'm gonna say no that would be if we're doing clear cloudy that'd be a i think a downpour um mainly just because you know they're gonna run two running backs uh you know, Josh is going to vulture those TDs away from the, the rushing TDs away from Singletary or Moss, as he always likes to do. Um, and then, of course, they're pre- predominantly a passing team. So. And, you know, there, there's always the chance that, you know, you could always say there's the chance that, you know, one of them just breaks off a 60 yard run all of a sudden. But Singletary doesn't have that kind of speed where I don't think that could come easier, insanely easy to him. So. Yeah, that would just be quick.
0: Quick caveat: instead of having to have both of those stats—the two touchdowns and 100 yards—do you think he can get one or the other?
2: I think he could get the two TDs, but not necessarily rushing TDs.
0: Yes, yes, and and that wasn't specified. So good, good one, uh, Herm. I feel like I know your answer. What do you think on 100 <laughs> plus and two TDs?
1: Cloudy. Cloudy.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I don't think uh yeah, he'll get I, I enough don't
1: carries so. to get hundred yards unless as Evan made the point, if he broke off 60, 70 yard run, but then he'd have to outrun somebody to get 60 to 70 yards once he got through the line and two touchdowns. He had the red expression. Once you get inside that that red zone, especially in the ten within the five, you got Josh. Josie Gunnar is that the term you use, Evan? He's yeah, he's but he's Bulger. I mean he's effective. So I can't he's, argue with it. I can't did, argue. Did uh,
2: either of you see um or did either of you watch uh, the game on
1: Thursday night? Oh, I watched it last night. Last night. Oh, oh yeah, it
2: was last night, I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> that giant um, debacle.
2: <laughs> yeah, there was uh, a point in the game that I I had the, I just laughed at so much where uh Saquon had or he was uh, nine carries for 39 yards, and he mm-hmm. had already had a 41-yard run.
0: 42. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> or yeah 42, it He broke, off, it was. He broke yeah. off
1: that run, but all those other losses he took. Yeah, and then we right was loss from there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm going to agree with you guys. Uh, I don't think it'll happen. Um, and not to mention, the Bills are not very good at pounding the ball outside of Josh inside the five. They They struggle right. with that, or at least – have shown to struggle. Now I'm going to pose this one. Instead of taking it as a question, I'm going to put it into this is what he's thinking. Uh, Jerry Hughes will actually get a sack <laughs> instead of a bunch of pressures. Herm, what do you think? You think Jerry Hughes gets his first sack of the season?
1: I think he will. I'm clear on that one. I think because he, too, Ben was getting rid of the ball quickly. And even in some of the games in the past when Jerry Hughes has gotten there, I, I believe he'll get to, even to will be forced his way. And he'll he'll be he'll, he'll pick up a a vulture sack as two was moving away from him. But I I do believe this is week he'll get it he'll get a sack because he does put pressure on. What do you his, think, Evan? As Move says, there uh, he puts on pressure.
2: Yeah, maybe a coverage sack or unblocked sack or something like that. Yeah, he'll yeah, get his. You took he will stone. get a ton of. I think he'll get a, a solid <laughs> amount of pressures, but I think his sack will come on one of those plays where it's not really him doing anything great. It's just. He just happened to be the player in the area, um, <laughs> but in terms of like players who actually get sacks, probably Rousseau. And it's mainly just the um, uh, the uh, the handedness difference, right? Like this question would be, I think, a lot easier for me to uh, answer in the affirmative if um, Tua was a righty. Right.
0: Yeah, you bring up okay. a good point. Although I I feel like I saw Hughes on the left side for a handful of snaps. I don't know if I was I. I feel like you know, I saw him do it a couple he, of times. Even if he was right,
2: even if he was, uh, Hughes is usually a lot more productive from the right side. So
0: correct, correct. Uh, I think I think you're right. Like going back to the Denver game, he that strips. Oh no, that wasn't him. Never mind. Yeah, that was that was Trey. I, I, yeah, yeah. I was like, he picked up the ball, but I do think you're going to see a time. You, you're going to see Tua try to step up into the pocket. Nothing's there, and then try to you know scramble a little bit. And Hughes is definitely the kind of guy who is able to track down uh, quarterbacks. Uh, and I believe we got one more. This is a good one. Bills run the ball twenty plus times. It's, it's. I I think if you if you account for Josh Allen scrambling and crossing the line of scrimmage with the ball in his hand, I'm going to, I'm going to say clear. I think we do not by much, maybe 21, 23 times. um, But I I think we do get it. Herm, what do you think?
1: Well, just to piggyback on what you said, if they run 20 times, it's going to be running backs, 12 and Josh, eight, something like that. (laughs) But I, 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 hope as you talked about earlier with Dayball, that you don't do those designated running plays because they were ineffective last week and you're exposing him to unnecessary hits. So twenty in total, twenty plus. <sighs> cloudy. Uh, cloudy. Oh all football. right. Cloudy. Cloudy. I'm
2: gonna agree you with you. Tra- I'm gonna agree with you, Travis, just in the sense that like they might just like called designed runs, like, you know, 14 or 15 times, but with Josh scrambling or improvising, it'll get to B20. Hopefully we get a chance to ice the game.
1: Are the scrambles, are we going to – are they – they runs technically, but
2: yeah, they're, they're, they <laughs> are. They're <laughs> attempts. Yeah. Once you cross the Tony, line, Tony, room, Tony said they run the ball, not they call runs or design runs 20 plus yeah. times <laughs> to the running oh, back. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. got that. Tony. The running
0: back is not touching <laughs> the ball 20 times. That, that's not,
2: yeah, I, I don't think that would
0: happen. No. All right. Well, that's all we have for you guys this week. Uh, hopefully the outcome is a little bit better than last week. And uh, you know, we look forward to speaking to you next week on the forecast. Unfortunately, Fitzy won't be coming with us. Uh, that's sad. I wanted to see him play. But, uh, you know, any closing uh, comments, Herm, before we get out of here?
1: No, I just uh, I feel we need this game, even though it's only the second week of the season. As we talked about earlier, we took a loss in the conference last year, if you, if everyone remembers with our 13-3, and three, we finished up one game behind Kansas City in terms of, trying to get that home field. It's something that's far down the road or so it seems, but we don't want to dig a hole two games down in the conference and also give Miami a two-game advantage in, in within our own uh, division. So we need the game. Go Bills.
2: Well said. Evan? Um, this is an overused trope, but this is a must-win game. I think just looking, staring at 0-2 in the face just looks really bad um if you got if you're a player that's gotta uh hurt your confidence a lot too because you know it's just a one game difference but i think i imagine owen one would look like heaven compared to owen two because sure. owen one you could excuse is just like a bad week um and you don't want to go down two games to uh other conference opponents or or division opponents if the patriots were to. Or, sorry no the, the crap i forgot uh Miami was the only team that, uh, in the division that won last week. So, one, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just hope that the Bills can get their record back to 500. And, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Half the teams are 0 1 right now, half the teams aren't going to be 0 2. So, that's where, you know, you, you're right. It's going to make a big difference. Uh, but I'm confident. As always, you know, the Bills, the Bills can the Bills can win if they uh put it all together for sure. Um, other than that folks, that that about does it for the Friday night forecast. Tune in next week at 8:30 as we break down the Washington football team. <laughs> Until then, see ya, see you next week, Go Bills.
1: Go Bills everyone. Go Bills.